Hey, welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Asher, and CEO of LearnCube. And I'm Herbert Gerzer, founder of HerbertGerzer.com. And today we are going to focus on a pretty exciting topic, how to attract more students with scroll-stopping copy. And I love and I were talking topic. about this topic because every language school and tutoring company needs to nail, first of all, their advertising and promotional copy. And it's hard. Absolutely. It's definitely hard, hard for me. Um, uh, you know, what to write, you know, how do I create a hook? You know, how do I create a great headline? I'm really worried about getting it wrong or being too salesy. And look, and I know this from my own experience because, you know, I have to write my own copy um, for LearnCube. And actually, I find it really difficult. Um, uh, and, and just to give you a bit of background, so LearnCube specializes in helping online language schools and tutoring businesses to grow with our virtual classroom and our online school solutions. And so we have to create the, this copy. And I, as I say, I actually find it hard, hard, so hard sometimes that I definitely need to ask Herbert, who <laughs> is an expert on this um, and writes ad copy, not just for himself and for his digital marketing agency, but literally on behalf of hundreds of language schools and education businesses. And so that's why I'm so excited about this conversation, not because I'm an expert, um, but because uh, Herbert is, and this is his craft. And Herbert, I'm really excited to, to kind of learn more during this session. Me too. I, I love this topic, uh, Alex. I think it is something that is not on a lot of people's radar. Uh, yeah. People might not think it's very important, you know, what you write uh, in an ad, the body of, uh, of an ad. But uh, it really can make the difference between someone just gleaning over an ad and uh, continuing scrolling or actually taking in your message and clicking on your ad, which, of course, is the, the goal. Yeah, I think also uh, even just sort of my own experience, it's quite easy when you're starting out to feel like you're making progress with advertising just by the number of, say, impressions or something. Like there's always a, a vanity metric that one of the platforms is willing to mm. tell you about that kind of makes you feel somewhat good about your advertising. But exactly. often it's not just about like, hey, yeah, I got my brand or my message in front of another person. The whole idea is you're wanting to get some kind of response. And I think that's what we're going to be talking about today as well, Herbert. Exactly. Uh, you know, the difference between just general brand advertising uh, versus direct response advertising. And really the the goal of copywriting, um, I mean, it is an art form, and it really is crafting words for the sole purpose of conversion, getting people to take a specific action, the action that you want them to take. Um, so, yes, we're not going to talk um, about brand awareness to get in front of the most eyeballs. Uh, a lot of companies uh, spend millions of dollars um, to do that. Uh, but we assume you want to get the most bang for your buck uh, in terms of ad spend and ad budget. So uh, creating compelling copy can really uh, make you stand out from the pack and get users uh, eyeballs onto your school. That's it. And uh, also speaking from somebody that's made a bit of a hash of it myself on many an occasion, what do people get wrong when they're doing ad copy? What are the things that um, we forget? 
Right. I mean, a lot of people forget uh, to put themselves in their customers' shoes, uh, and then they they think about themselves or their company, their school, and how amazing their school is, how uh, great their teachers are, which is all uh, you know well and good, and you should include that at you know one of the stages of of the the copy. But you really need to know what is pushing your target audience's pain points, what are their desires, what are their end goals, what are they looking for in um, a language course or a tutoring company, and including that uh, in your copy, um, especially um, at the beginning, to uh, capture their attention. That's it. So, even, even, so I think what you've told us, first of all, is maybe just they start with a very kind of superficial view of what a student would would want or what a customer would want, which often just reflects what they want as a school or a tutoring agency rather than exactly. what's the outcome that the student's really looking for. Like uh, it's a lot it's a lot deeper than just, hey, they're trying to learn. I offer learning. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, I see ads from from education companies every single day and and usually they're using quite short ad copy maybe mm-hmm. one sentence or, or or two or three sentences max and and basically they go like we have the best teachers uh enroll in our courses uh that's it you know yeah because um, you're thinking about impressions right you're just like yeah you're like oh, i need to sell i need to sell yeah, you need to enroll in our <laughs> language courses because they're the best. Um, but you're providing no proof or backup. You're not telling a story why you think why your courses are so highly rated. Um, and and that's where you can really uh, dive into the uh, emotional side of of people's kind of decision making um, and and grab their intention. Uh, One thing I was just thinking on there, and and just to kind of clarify for our listeners, is there is a difference, though, in terms of um, you will write different ads and have different options depending on what platform and what purpose you're doing your ads for. So, um, Herbert, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be talking particularly about maybe – with the background, like you might be writing a copy for a a Facebook ad or or something where you can do longer copy rather than a a Google – um, search ad where you are very limited by characters and therefore short copy might be your only option. But again, you might have some ideas on it. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, at, at our agency, we love working with um, Facebook and Instagram uh, in terms of getting that awareness um, from, from people who have not heard about your school or your company before because you have the ability and the creative freedom to write basically as many words as you want in that copy. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're going to be assuming that we've got not a tiny limitation of characters and we can and give this a good go. So a couple of things that we've, we've got wrong or now we know that would be, mis- be mistakes or things to look out for, not putting yourself in the customer's shoes, um, using short copy, maybe it not being very emotive, what else can you tell us about the things that people maybe forget or, or get wrong? Right. Uh, using complicated or technical words in your copy, um, maybe you're describing uh, a course or your teaching method, but you've got to be careful uh, not to use complicated 
um, difficult words for people to understand. Um, and also using those types of words in long blocks of text, which are very hard to scan. Um, so you want to use easy, simple words uh, in short sentences. Um, so it, it is much easier to read. Uh, you also um, want to make sure you uh, distinguish between the features and benefits of your school and your, your courses. And I think a lot of people have, have difficulties when uh, uh, differentiating between a, uh, one of their benefits and one of their features, Alex. Oh, and uh, definitely to have the ad copy match with the what the user will see and read after they click on your ad. So what is on your landing page uh, needs to match with the um, text in your ad. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's one thing um, having something that somebody will take an action on, but if it leads to something totally different that they'll never take mm -hmm. an action on, then no, that's, uh, that's a waste of everybody's time and money. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you've really set this out for us, um, Herbert. So not putting self in other people's shoes, short copy, it's not a motive, jargon, long blocks of, um, of copy, confusing what a feature and benefit is, disjointing or creating um, almost like a bait and switch. Um, now, uh, I can definitely say I've, and put my hand up that I've done a lot of uh, these areas, but the, the good thing is even talking with you, Herbert, this is something we can all improve. Like this is a skill. This is something that we could all Absolutely. improve. On. Takes practice. Uh, <laughs> and so what I'm excited about is in this next section, you telling us through what to do and maybe how to go about even starting building some of these skills. Right. I mean, uh, let me give you some quick uh, strategies that you can implement uh, to really persuade people to take that action um, that that you want them to take. Uh, a great way uh, is in the first line of your ad copy. Um, basically, the hook is to call call them out. Um, maybe you're calling out their problems. Maybe you're calling out their desires. And you want to be really specific. Um, not, uh, like, do you want to improve your English? I mean, everyone wants to improve their English, right? But do you struggle uh, presenting sales figures in front of your colleagues? I mean, that's extremely specific, and you will only get to that specificity if you know your target audience inside and out and know what their pain points and desires are. Um, yeah, and I, I just use a question in that, uh, in that hook, uh, and using yes questions are fantastic. Uh, creating that kind of positive effect of the, the reader or the visitor saying yes to that question in their mind. And, you know, every yes is, is closer to a yes for them to uh, enroll in one of your courses. I, I really like that. And I think uh, particularly because, again, what you mean, and by the way, this is, uh, is Herbert's tagline of this scroll-stopping copy. Um, but the whole idea of this calling out is otherwise uh, – Anything that is not to do with me, because it's all about me <laughs> um, Absolutely. As, as a student, as a customer, as a consumer, mm. it's all about me. So if I'm looking through anything, if I'm watching TV, if I'm on my screen, anything, it's like, is this relevant to me? And so the whole time I'm just like actually trying to get rid of noise, like not relevant, not relevant, not yeah. relevant. And so when you're calling out my biggest problems and desires, if it's a general thing, I'm like, yeah, I'm learning English. So what? You know, it, it doesn't tell me why I should stop and listen. 
But as soon as you mention something really specific, I'm like, whoa, my brain's like, oh, I need to listen. Uh, I need to engage. I need to figure out what, what else this person has to say. So I think that's where all of this sort of comes from is that first headline, that first hook is all about calling out my, my problem and desires. Absolutely. And also creating emotion. That's a huge part of it. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a positive emotion. You can also play on negative emotions, you know, fear of, of missing out, fear of, um, not getting the, uh, career promotion because of their language skills, uh, or, um, you know, playing on some of their insecurities, but, you know, always positioning then your product, your course, your school as the solution to getting them towards, um, their end goals. So, um, again, being really specific about, uh, that works extremely well. And you're really creating a beautiful, you know, like a contrast there, right? You're saying, uh, and, and actually I can imagine why you might want to use some of those negative emotions is to help identify a pain, help identify mm. the action needs to take place. Because also if everyone's comfortable, if everyone's just happy doing their thing, then there's no reason to stop, no reason to change. So sometimes maybe those negative emotions, if they're done very well and show a strong solution, a positive emotion that can contrast with that, then it can be really effective. Is, is, is that kind of, do you actually have any examples of that? And let's, let's use language education as an example. Sure. I mean, creating more of a, I mean, it's not necessarily negative, but, um, more of a controversial emotion. Like, uh, you've been learning English the wrong way. You know, that's like, oh, okay. Which way is that? Um, you know, that's something that, that really captures people's attention. And then obviously in, in, continuing in the ad copy you would call out the ways that people have been learning up to now whether whether or not they're the right ways uh, to learn that's up, up to you you've been uh learning through uh 2d language apps that really don't get you anywhere you don't get to practice your speaking skills and maybe you've tried out um you know this and this platform and your uh um, not satisfied with the teachers there. You know, you're building up that, oh yeah, actually, yeah, I've had that experience before. That's not, that hasn't been a good experience. So tell me how I can improve that. And then further down the copy, you would introduce your solution, your school, your offer, um, to solve all their problems. <laughs> and so good as well, because you're real, like the more I'm reading, the more I'm thinking, kind of going back to your yes thing, it's like, oh, wow, this person really understands me. I need mm-hmm. to know who this person is. Now, it's, of yeah. course, the, the, the school or, or who it is that's doing the advertising. But the longer I'm engaged with that and the more you can help me read a story that fits my profile, I'm like, oh, wow, so you're actually made for me, not for the exactly. general language learner or the, the general add your subject here um, tutoring service. <laughs> that's very good. So tell us more. Um, uh, we've, we've talked about calling out problems and desires, uh, writing um, long copy, and I think you kind of discussed that. We've talked about mm. creating that emotion, using that hook. Um, tell us more around, like, you know, what are the other kind of strategies that we can use to persuade more people to take action? Absolutely. Uh, again, be, being descriptive and, and uh, using more descriptive words and, and not always the, the words that everyone else is, else uses. Mm-hmm. For example, like a word like exciting, you know, you might use thrilling, um, uh, 
could use the word boring or you could use something uh, like mind numbing. You know, these are all more descriptive words uh, that evoke emotion in action. So um, get out your thesaurus <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, come up with, with other emotive uh, words. Uh, again, using short, simple words, um, you should really write how you speak. It should be casual, conversational, um, and really at an easy level to, in order to capture everyone's attention. Also, uh, presenting your benefits uh, and the solutions. And I have a good exercise uh, with that because a lot of a lot of language schools and, and tutoring companies struggle to distinguish between features and benefits. Um, you know, a feature might be, for example, uh, native speaking teachers. And let's face it, most language schools have native speaking teachers. But what, what, why, why is this feature notable? You know, you can learn the real language that people speak you know, every day. Um, you'll be you know, understood. It might be about the culture, you know, like they're, they're, mm. it's about them bringing both the language skills, but also the cultural understanding. Exactly, exactly. And then you have to ask yourself, what is this kind of, pain point, the core pain point this problem solves. Maybe it's feeling embarrassed or misunderstood in, in certain situations. Uh, and why does your customer, potential customer, need this? Maybe it's to build their confidence in you know, speaking the language. So really, the benefit of having native speaking teachers is getting more confidence in everyday situations when you communicate. And so you know, these are the sorts of Kind of exercises you can do in order to um, really make your ads stand out from the sea of ads that are quite, you know, the same. I'm just wondering if there are. I mean, uh, uh, this is kind of just coming off the top of my head here, Herbert. But it feels like maybe just asking. You know, when we've I, I've heard of the, this this kind of technique of just asking the same question lots of times to get <laughs> to an answer. Sort of like we often know why. Yeah. Why do I care? Yeah, exactly. It's because it does. You know, maybe can we can we go through that very very briefly? I think you've already said the things. But mm -hmm. if I if I was like, we have native teachers, and, and why do I care? Because they can teach the the real language that people use. And why do I care about the real language that people use? Because you want to fit in um, in those situations. And why do I want to fit in in those situations? Because you want to build your confidence. <laughs> yeah. So often, I mean, I don't think we've nailed it there. We're kind of talking no. off the fly. Yeah. But but you can kind of see just asking those three questions can sometimes help you if you're feeling a bit blocked. Mm. See if you can get to a point where you're like, ah, okay, that's the emotional part of why somebody wants to. That's and I think that's again. the critical mm. thing is that emotion that that you're trying to get into. Um, exactly. Great. Um, yeah, uh, other things, of course, including student testimonials or student stories. Uh, again, people want to want to see other people like them who have gone through that transformation. And it, it's very simple to create a, a story about one of your current or past students and can be one of the most effective ways of uh, marketing. And of course, uh, like anything, practice makes perfect. So Write as many headlines and ad copy as possible and test, test, test. 
I like that, Herbert. And, and in fact, one other kind of practical tip I would give is, um, you know, of course, test, but t- test and, and run it by other people. Uh, I think mm. one of the things that I've definitely been guilty of is I spend all this time working in my head trying to create ad copy, um, and then I'm putting it straight out there. Like, you really need some other human beings to, to maybe kind of, uh, hey, out of these three, these are the three that I think are the strongest. What do you think? And you could ask any layperson, and they should be able to give you a, a pretty good indication of like, hey, this is this seems sensible and short and easy to understand what you want. Yeah. Um, I also want to give some tips in terms of where to get inspiration from. Uh, like we've we've talked about some some strategies on how to write, but still people people need some need some something in front of them. And I think in terms of headlines. The best headlines you will find are in magazines like Cosmopolitan, uh, on the Daily Mail, uh, tabloids. They, those are expert copywriters there because they sell the story in the headline. Um, yeah, uh, I, I can't stress that enough. Uh, you'll get some fantastic inspirational ideas from 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 magazines and and um, publications like that because they're, they're always so, so you know these tabloids you yeah. want to click <laughs> they're cheap and free you know that's that's yeah. what they sell is they sell the sizzle um, exactly so um, one actual final thing I don't know if we kind of spend enough time on but I think it's super important is just that you have to have just one specific call to action when you're doing right. a copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've definitely a been guilty of it, and b seen it, um, seen other people be guilty of trying to do too much in one ad. There is one ad, there is one call to action, and everything leads to that. Uh, from and the headline should you should be able to see, hey, I I I got it. I was drawn to this particular thing, and that the call to action is so clear. What I need to do to be able to um, solve that pain, deal with that emotion, get that thing that I want. But that should be totally clear. Absolutely. So we've dealt with quite a lot of um, both the the things that we maybe get wrong and the things that we do right in terms of these strategies, which are calling out the user's problems and desires, making the ad all about them, writing long copy, uh, creating emotion, using a hook, using short, simple words, presenting the benefits and solutions, uh, having one specific call to action. And then you also provided some just simple strategies as well, like using yes questions, using yeah. student testimonials, and of course, practice, practice, practice. So <laughs> you've definitely inspired me. Uh, thank you Great. so much for that, Herbert. You're very welcome. So thank you so much for listening into another episode of the Get More Students podcast. Now, the goal of this podcast is to give you insights, inspiration, and motivation particularly for those owners and marketing managers of language schools and tutoring companies. Now, in this episode, we've really dug into how to craft scroll-stopping copy. And if you'd like to get more, subscribe now and get more students for your organization. Thanks very much and see you next time. Catch you in the next one.